There's something that happens, and maybe it's unique to being an actor, that you allow yourself to have that experience. It's thrilling. Welcome to Scream Dreams, the nightmares that shaped us, where we sit down with your favorite filmmakers and creatives to talk about their nightmares and the things that really terrify them. I'm Katherine Corcoran. And I'm James A. Janice, and our guest today is Lynn Shea. Hi, Lynn. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You've really run the gamut. I mean, uh, as an actress, you've worked in in development and production. I, do you have, uh, did you always know that you were going to work in film? No, I never, I really did not. No. I mean, I, I love, I mean, it sort of goes way back, but I mean, I always loved pretending to be other people <laughs> <laughs> when I was little for real. This was the truth. I've told this story before, but um, I didn't have a lot of kids around my house when I grew up, so I used to spend a lot of time by myself in my room taking all my clothes out of the closet and dressing up, I had two long mirrors in my in my bedroom, uh -huh. and I had a lot of stuffed animals. And I honestly, that was how I entertained myself. I would make up stories with the bears and the, the all my stuffed animals <laughs> and me in different outfits, and pretending to be other people. And it was a little bit schizophrenic, I guess, <laughs> at the time. But my parents were not worried about me because I was normal in every other pretty pretty much every other way. But um, and I always enjoyed being doing plays in school, so I always enjoyed voices and doing other, you know, other kinds of um, just pretending, just pretending, like a real child. Mm -hmm. uh, gratefully, I was able to, given the leeway to do that, it's a little different now with the phone. Sure. Everybody has got a phone from the time they're about one. You never have the downtime to no. get bored and, and, will, and have to be creative. No, and this yeah. was really, I feel very lucky that I grew up when I did, mm -hmm. and I had the parents that I did. And um, I was given a lot of imaginary freedom. Yeah. And so uh, as, I, as I got older and I was in you know high school and college, I was always in plays. And it literally, I when I graduated from... Uh, from University of Michigan. I didn't know you're you're Wolverine. A, a you went Wolverine. to U of M. Yeah, baby. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> I didn't. I, I, yeah, me too. Oh my god! Well, hi. Yeah, I'm class of 2011. <laughs> I, I'm sure that I knew that at one point because I always like will clock Way it. Way before you, but sure. I was a U of I M graduate. I thought you were there at the same time. I don't know what you guys are talking <laughs> about. Oh, well, we can get real. It's fine. <laughs> uh, how'd you How'd you wind up at U of M? Uh, well, I was from Detroit. That's oh. where I lived. So. Oh my god! I'm so sorry that I didn't. I should have just like. I was running late this morning, so I didn't do my usual like no, uh, no, that's, reading. No, no, that's fine. I lived in Detroit, Michigan. Like in in the city, or yeah. Well, we lived in. I lived on a street called Fairfield, which was between six and seven mile road, and between Hamilton and Curtis, or whatever. The, I can't remember the exact dimension way the streets were were positioned, but um, I lived in the same house my whole life till I went to college, and I went to Mumford High School in Detroit. Okay, and um, and from there, everybody. Uh, gratefully, I was able to get into Michigan yeah. because I was a resident, but I, I mean, I really, it was a really hard school to get into. My grades were not that great. They were pretty, they were okay, but they weren't 
University of Michigan kind of great. <laughs> but I did get into Michigan, and I was there for four years and loved did, every minute of it. Did you live on campus during your time I there? I did, yeah. I lived at Stockwell Dorm. Oh, cool. And then <laughs> Alice Lloyd, those were my two dorms. Oh, yeah, and they were the uh, women-only dorms, yes, right? Yes, yeah. we were women-only. I remember a house mother, too, who was a piece of work. But that's sort of, <laughs> I think I, I, I played her once in, a, <laughs> in something I did. She was the classic house mother. Like you took her on? Like you played that character? Kind of. I mean, like I just inspired by. Yeah, I was inspired by exactly, yeah. but um, yeah. I li- so I lived, uh, and then we had, you know, we were allowed to have personal private housing after the first two years after you were a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I graduated from Michigan, and I loved every minute of it. And they had great theater department. Yes, it was one of the because APA was there with Ellis Rabb, who was most people don't even know who he was or what APA was, but it was a um, a theater company with really uh, fantastic actors I mean just um, and so I was always interested and involved in theater at Michigan and what I started to say is when I graduated um, I actually got uh, a master's in in, I was an art history major okay and um, I got a job at the um, I was a so art history was sort of my thing, and I got a job at the um, Metropolitan Museum of Art in the registrar's department, which was my first job. And I remember sitting down in the basement and thinking, when am I going to be in a play? <laughs> you know, was like, and I thought, maybe there, and literally it dawned on me, well, maybe I should be an actress. So I quit my job, and I applied to graduate school, and I got into, um, I got into graduate school in theater, at Columbia, okay, and spent three years in New York doing theater and um, sort of segueing into off off Broadway, which was just getting started at that time. Mm. And um, I was I I don't think that I was never not in a play. I mean, I just was starving to do that and. Um, being a little girl and pretending with my bears really <laughs> paid off. <laughs> so, and then sort of segued into professional theater. I got my equity card in 1970. Oh, wow. Ah. 71. At the, um, uh, the well, I forget the name of the, uh, in Brooklyn, we did a, a five-hour production of The Screens, which was uh, a French, it was a, it was a translation of a French play by Jean Genet. And um, I had one line as an Arabic, <laughs> and but I had to get my equity. I got my equity card from that. So um, the Chelsea Theater Center is where it was done, and um, very slowly I just so got into more things and more things. And we had a theater company at some point, and um, I've had a wonderful, wonderful career so far. As and uh, hope for much, 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 many, many, many more. Many, many, many more. <laughs> <laughs> do you still do stage acting? Well, I, funny you should ask. <laughs> I had not at all for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have a theater company here in L.A., but this was years ago now. Um, and uh, about a year ago, or maybe it was longer than that, maybe about three or four years ago, I started writing... Um, about my life in 1968, which was the year that was for many people, mm-hmm. I had a, I had a very interesting life. I was a real hippie. <laughs> I lived in San Francisco, um, and I started writing about it. And it was just it was like ten pages. At first, I thought it would be a short film. You know, it opened with open. You know, opening day one. You know, cut two, <laughs> and um, 
it was not in any format, and I put it away. I only did 10 pages, and it wasn't done, and I thought, oh, let's try and raise money for a film, whatever. So um, I ended up uh, showing it to people, various people, different directors, and that's very nice, you know, <laughs> it's very good, <laughs> you know, but nothing, nothing was happening. And um, literally last year, I even showed it to my manager, and I don't think she ever even answered me, which was... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, long story short, it got better later. But um, uh, so last year, I went to a one-man show that... A, my, actually, my manager's friend, he, she's, he's not a client. His name is Robert Galinsky. He lives in New York, and he does a fantastic one-man show. He's a very interesting man. Um, he teaches acting. He teaches um, acting to inmates at Rikers Island. Oh, cool. um, he, I mean, he's really got a fascinating history. So um, he came. To, he was in. He was in LA. He he had done a one man show about this was in particular about his uh, events at Riker Island. Yeah. And um, so Gina called me and she said, "Do you want to go?" And I was like, uh, "I thought, all right, this is a, a lesson to always go." <laughs> Don't ever not go. It's better to go. So I thought, all right, so I have nothing really to do. But I had seen his work before, and I thought he was great. But I, I wasn't up for it, really. It was, you know, post-COVID, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I went to see his show. It was wonderful, as I knew it would be. And just as we were leaving, I thought, I said, Robert, would you, would you want to look at 10 pages of something I wrote? He said, yeah, send it, send it to me. Uh, sure, you know he was really positive. So, because he's that guy, mm -hmm. he's a doer and he's a positive. I got to know him better. He's one of the most positive, wonderful people on the planet. Literally, and someone who will actually read what you said yeah. totally, who, and doesn't call it. you back and say, "Yeah, so it was great," but it was yeah, he's trying to read it while he's telling you that. <laughs> so, um, and the next morning, I got a little note from him, and he said, uh, "Keep writing." So I, he said, "It's great. Keep writing." So we scheduled Zoom calls twice a week, and we worked on it. I worked on it for probably about six, seven months, and ended up with about 36 pages. And we thought, we should do, let's, let's do a reading of it. You know, let's just read it. We'll get a theater, we'll get a lectern, we'll invite people. And we suddenly realized we were in the middle of the Fringe Festival getting ready to start, which is a theater festival here yeah. in L.A., which I was sort of aware of, but not very. And uh, the Hudson Theater, which is where Robert had done his one-man show, was a part of the festival. And Zeke, who runs the theater, a wonderful guy, said, do it here. You know, yeah, let's do it. So we scheduled five performances in L.A. of, of of a reading, basically, but the reading kept growing because then I started acting out the different characters because it's about my mom, my dad, it's about my young marriage um, on a on a motorcycle, basically, you know, <laughs> it, it, that took place in upstate New York, a psychedelic wedding. Oh, I mean, that? there was a lot of crazy stuff Very that easy happened. Rider of you, I really. Know. I mean, the whole it was, and I realized there was a real. That's these boots. I knew they they, 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 they had. <laughs> but there was a real story there. Yeah. So. To cut to the chase, so we ended up doing five performances in L.A. Um, this is a long answer to your question. And we thought, everybody said, you should do this in New York because it was an hour long. It was a perfect fit for a you know, no-intermission show. Mm -hmm. Robert lives in New York, and there was a, a new group of theaters on 44th Street called Theater Row, and we booked the theater, for a 99-seat house, and we just did the show in New York for six weeks 
um, over, we, we wrapped the show end of October. Okay. So, yes, I just did theater. That's great. <laughs> How did it feel to be back uh, in, in oh, the my medium God. that you, you came we, up in? You know, I thought about that every night before um, before we started the show, especially because it was only me. It wasn't, I had yeah. nobody to hide behind. <laughs> yeah. And um, we had like a bank, you know, some music that was set up obviously before, uh, before the, as the audience comes in and stuff. And it was all 60s stuff, Janis Joplin and Big Brother and Rolling Stones and all the stuff I still really love. And I thought, oh, my God, I have to go out there. <laughs> you know, I have to. And, and it's really a swell. It's, it's very emotional. Um, it's a swell of energy that I don't think you get anywhere else yeah not before the camera rolls not before you you, you not before you get married <laughs> I mean there's there's something that happens and maybe it's unique to being an actor that you allow yourself to have that experience it's thrilling literally thrilling and some nights were better than others mm -hmm. and of course um, unfortunately it was during um, the strike Mm. So we couldn't promote the show in New York, we, and it was really fast. We only had like three weeks. We, we wrapped in L.A. August 27th, and I think we opened in New York September 8th was our first preview. So literally, it was like oh, two weeks we had to pull everything together. and um, So it never really, uh, you know, we didn't really have a lot of lead time, mm -hmm. but it was very well received, but we did not have the audiences we were hoping for um, because we couldn't promote my films. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We weren't allowed. And so people don't know my name. I mean, I'm not I'm not that kind of an actor basically, but people know my work, but we couldn't promote that. Yeah. We couldn't promote something about Mary and Kingpin and all these these films that I did a long time ago but that people know me from. So, um, it was it, it was not as filled as it, I would have loved to it could have been I think if we'd had more lead time more money for promotion you know it was all that mm -hmm. but I had a fantastic experience and I love doing the theater I love theater whoa oh do you feel that yeah <laughs> I, I think I think Barbara Crampton is coming I, to I, join I, us I think so it feels a little different it feels a little I don't know. It's a little taller. Yeah. I don't know Feels why. Feels a little blonde. Why. Yeah. A little, a little, <laughs> a little blonder, a little, little, little larger of a presence today. Maybe she's wearing heels. Oh. Huh. Oh. You're not Bar- Brian Collins? What are you doing here? I think me and Barbara got our, got our trans, you know, dimensional stuff mixed up. Oh, uh, man, that happens. Oh. Does she now have white she might, hair? I, yeah, she might. <laughs> That would be sad. I heard her. you guys went to the same salon. It was a it was a whole mix-up. Uh, yeah, uh, she might be at work right now trying to figure out how to write reviews. Um, <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm no. here. <laughs> Hello, Lynn. Hello. Nice to see you. Thank you. Nice to see you. Always as well. a delight, even if it's some weird like this. I'm, I'm sorry if you're <laughs> expecting to talk to Barbara or whatever. You're gonna I, have to fit into her from beyond outfit. So. I know. That's 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 what that's what happened that's what was planned for the show today. So <laughs> not at all disappointing for, for, the, for the viewing audience, I'm sure, to see me walk out on that one. Uh, well, um, You both have good complexions. That's true. You're the same initials. <laughs> That's same true. initials. That's true. Close. So, yeah. yeah. I did fill in for her on Young and the Restless Gratefully, for a while. She has no beard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She look. She could pull off a beard. I think. <laughs> if great. anybody could do it, Barbara could. Just gratefully, she doesn't have one. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just rewatched a movie of yours last week. What is that? 
critters too. Sound. And you were a delight in it. <laughs> Thank you. It's one of it's one of those weird things where you show up for the monsters, but you're like, I kinda just want to watch like her story and like what she's doing throughout the movie. She's like the I monster don't... stuff I've seen a million <laughs> other movies. I I can watch a monster kill somebody any day, but I can't see you just hamming it up and having a ball, just like being the <laughs> Hamming town. it up. Hamming <laughs> it up. Just, just being an absolute delight in every scene. Thank you. Working with Barry Corbin. Yeah, great. Big, big, such yep. a great cast in that movie. Barry was, is yeah. great, and Emmett Walsh actually played the same character yep. he played in the first one, yep. and um, and then Barry took it over for the second one. Mm -hmm. And I was grateful I was in both of them. Yeah. And Sal is quite a loving, wonderful person. I love her. She has a lot of me in her, <laughs> a lot of screaming. <laughs> was there was there ever any talk of you doing the third one or no? No, no, I don't think there really was. Okay. Was, I mean, the you know the first two are the the best ones well I, yeah I mean I think we had the second one because the first one was so successful and mm -hmm. people loved the critters and they really are I, I mean I've rewatched the films they're scary there's something really it's partly the Chiodo brothers who did such yeah. a spectacular job yeah. in creating a, a, a little entity that you'd be scared of but also find somewhat amusing and cuddly mm -hmm. you know they were really it, it's really a masterful uh, evil, evil. I mean, it's really he created yeah. a kind of a. I mean, I wish they were still around. The critters. I think there's still room for them somewhere in something. Yeah. Um, and I love the character. I mean, she's very. She started out, you know, in the office, and then we gave her an Easter bunny hat <laughs> <laughs> for Easter. It was really fun. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> well, we're putting it out there. Critters. Wasn't there just a remake? The there critters. was Critters Attack with yeah. D yeah. Uh, a few years ago, and then there was a show, yeah, The that's New Batch. Yeah. yeah. I I sort of missed that whole, I mean, I never really, uh, after the third one, or after the second one, actually, I kind of just, whatever was well, The third one has Leo. Yeah. Leonardo Dirty DiCaprio. Cap it does. Little, little Leo. Yeah. That's true. Well, well, so we're putting it out there. Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> and Lynn, I think there's a team Double up header. for Critters, Critters six. 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 I, forgot the Leonardo, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, yeah. very young, very young. <laughs> Crazy. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna get off uh, Killers of the Flower Moon and jump right into Critters. I think that's the the next Oscar push. Critters of the Flower Moon. The Critters of the Flower Moon. Yeah. yeah. I've never met him, but I'm I'm a big fan. So, <laughs> so anytime, anytime he's Leo, ready to jump in, he jumps in. Not, I'm ready. I'm jumping in too. <laughs> Uh, should we get our game going? Yeah, if you since you're here. Yeah, Barbara. I'm sure Barbara would appreciate if I if I <laughs> kept her game going for her. But I do need Did my she glasses. send you with it? She, yeah, very very perceptive of her to, to <laughs> send me with the game. Um, so uh, you can cut this. Am I explaining it, or are you guys explain it? I think you explain. You explain it. it. Okay. Okay. The, the, the objective part, right? Yes. yes. So just basically read that. Yes. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So the objective. Uh, for this game uh, is called the, the name of it is called Dream or Deception, and the uh, objective. Uh, this is for our uh, Patreon subscribers, and they've uh, submitted some of their own personal dreams, ones that really stick out to them. Uh, and we're each going to read one dream, and uh, two of them are going to be real, but the other one is something that we made up. Okay. And you're going to have to try to deduce which one uh, is the fake dream. Oh, okay. Uh, I other, had no the, idea the what, this, what, uh, what was happening. You can ask, <laughs> ask follow-up questions, uh, but mostly you're just using your judgment. of. Uh... You know what's a nightmare? 
dehydration. Yeah. You know what's an even worse nightmare? Plastic pollution. That's why we love Liquid Death and their evil mission to murder your thirst and kill plastic pollution. That's right. Their aluminum cans are as metal as they get. So (laughs) pick some up today because we all need something uh, refreshing to reach for when we wake up from a nightmare. It's true. Cheers. (laughs) I'll go ahead and read the first dream. When I was about two or three years old, I had a dream where I was in a mysterious void sitting in a chair. And then this man comes up and begins hypnotizing me. I start to fall asleep, and then all of a sudden, an army of chickens start charging at me, covering me in feathers and giving me the bird flu. I start to feel very sick, and then an army of fluffy yellow ducks comes in and starts doing the exact same thing. So now I have both chicken and duck flu. I was so ill from both bird diseases that I died. And then I woke up. All right. <laughs> and then I'm going to read one now. Recently, I've had a dream that I'm on the set of Return of the Living Dead from 1985, and the events in the film are happening on my block. I'm running to try to get home. I pass by a neighbor's house of my childhood home, and Tom Matthews' character, Freddy, uh, is being wheeled out into an ambulance. As I, as I go past the ambulance, he sits up uh, with a, with. And uh, the sheet, you know, they put the sheet over, and the sheet comes down and exposes his face, and it's got um, post-acid splash that's all, you know, mangled. And he just stares directly at me, uh, not being able to see him, just kind of like looking through him, and just says, brains. And then I wake up. It says what? Brains. Brains? Okay. As zombies do. (laughs) Recently... I've also had a recurring nightmare where I find myself in a dimly lit room haunted by an evil electric fly swatter that has taken on a life of its own. It floats through the air humming and cracking in a sinister way and every time it makes contact with something, that thing turns to dust. I'll watch it zap things for a while uh, until it starts coming for me and then I'll try to outrun it, but it anticipates my every move. Finally, it corners me and goes to zap me, but then I wake up, though I always feel tingling on my body after I have that dream. So two of these are real dreams that people had, and one was something we wrote. I kind of think the chicken one is not real. However, this one, the dream about the fly swatter is the most linear. And so that to me is more of someone wrote it than dreamed it. But that, so that would be my guess, but I could be wrong, but but that that would be my guess because it has a more logical flow to it than the chicken dream or the Freddy dream. How perceptive. I know. Yeah, you nailed it. You got it right. That's like, these are both like, these are all very odd scenarios. Yeah. Wow. Nice work. I thought the chicken dream was going to sound fake regardless. No, because, I mean, there was, again, a logic to what your, to your story that I don't think is like, is dream, not dreamlike. Yeah. Because usually things just come out nowhere. Yeah, the other is more, had more visual, had a more visual experience. Explosion of wow, yeah. nice, yeah. good job, Lynn. Good, good job. And was that your hybrid chicken duck that gives it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, and 
and we should say that um, the chicken duck flu dream came from Jacob Schneider. Uh, and the uh, the Freddy... That's a scary dream. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Return of the Living Dead, Freddy Tom Matthews brain dream came from Kiss My Flapjack. <laughs> Thank you, Flapjack. <laughs> Thank you, Flapjack. Well, good job. Good dreams. Yeah. Good dreaming. <laughs> Those are good ones. What if somebody actually did have that fly swatter dream? They're actually listening like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. they're like, <laughs> I don't remember submitting that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Catherine plagiarized me. <laughs> What do you mean my dream's too linear? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for helping out yeah. Barbara's absence. Uh, anytime. I hope next time, I hope Barbara makes her correct appearance. I'm sorry again about the mix-up. Maybe you guys can come together next Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure she would. I'm sure she misses you guys. I'm sure she's very sad to have missed Lynn. Oh, she doesn't miss me. <laughs> she's got a lot of people around her. <laughs> well, give her our love uh, right after we zap you back into the ether right now. Oh. Gone. Still startled us. I, I didn't know. I didn't know the skill was multiple people in our lives can do this. Yeah, thought it was just Barbara, but you know, you know. <laughs> whatever transcends the genre. <laughs> My dreams are often about water, oh. and about like I just had a dream last night. I was trying to remember water and stone. There's a lot of things about making my way up, either cliffs or going through. There's a recurring dream of a space uh, that's got. I don't know. I don't know what, if it's like you know. It's hard to describe a dream sometimes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's um, it's kind of a closed space, and I have to get through it to get to where I want to go. And um, and I actually had a dream last night about about rocks. I can't remember. I can't remember. I was in water. It's usually water and stone. Those are the two very prominent things I dream about. I don't. I've occasionally had scary dreams about an intruder. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not sure what that means. I think it, I think it's more about instead of like somebody. I feel very safe in my home, and I feel very, you know, I'm I, I don't worry so much about people. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but this I've occasionally had a dream of you know of of a, like an intruder, which is scary. You know, like yeah, maybe like similar to the COVID fear, like something you can't control but is invading totally but space. is coming is yeah. coming yeah. yeah into your space kind of dreams about water and stones sounds like the name of a talking heads album it does totally <laughs> well i love the talking heads. yeah <laughs> so does my mom but, it's her favorite it's, but uh, but and it's they're not often it, it's not scary dreams either mm -hmm. but it's about just being in an element and 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 um i wish i could remember i did you know it's just like just like dreams you know i will i remembered it when i woke up and i thought remember the dream because it was and I, of course i don't but i just know it was uh yeah they dissipate so fast yeah it's crazy yeah even but, and you're the, just left with the impression yeah of, like how it made you feel and i still don't understand that like why when you when you know something it's in your mind and mm -hmm. yet it goes away it just it like evaporates barbara's been telling us to write down that's what you're supposed to yeah. do yeah have you been down. doing that? Let's, yeah, let's oh, you have getting, been? I mean, I'm not as good as I'm I was. I'm a bad so, student. I have I'm a bad student. She <laughs> gave you a homework assignment. We're so excited. Eight-year-old you was so excited. Well, I, now <laughs> you've given me a homework assignment. <laughs> I'm going to try. But keep. you know what's interesting is we're learning like so much about everyone's creative process on the show and in doing this. And like I've, I've, I have definitely taken things that people have told us and adapted us, adapted into my own life. And um, I was already trying to do this, but our Nick and Tosca episode, he's talked about how he doesn't look at his phone for the first like two to three hours. He he wakes up if he can avoid it. He won't. He I don't just, sleep with my phone yeah, in my room. Yeah, he won't oh, do okay. that. I put it downstairs, and I don't 
I don't pay any attention to it. Just a separate under, alarm clock. Yeah. Just, oh yeah, I don't. I mean, phone, if yeah. I need an alarm, I I have a old. I have an old-fashioned alarm clock. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I just, but I, I got after that an alarm clock that it's just like it's so aggressive. But it's because if it's the same sound, I'll I'll sleep through it. I have to change it on my phone so that I wake up. Hmm. Um, so I have an alarm clock that has a thing that slides under your mattress that shakes the bed. Oh my god! You have a robot oh, that wakes crazy. you up? Kind of. It's just a little like button that like goes under, but it's, like, it, it makes vibrates. Your bed yeah. Um, but I found cool. it sometimes kind of hard. <laughs> to like wake up and make myself write something down like yeah. Nick and Tosca journals like that um Barbara does she's encouraged us to but like because sometimes you're like wherever you're at in the dream state you're already there physically and yeah. then it kind of jolts you awake because the bed mm -hmm. is shaking so it's hard to like remember what you I, I've tried to remember to do it and I just don't, I, I kind of just want to lay there and let it sort of evaporate yeah which is usually what, what kind of happens I, I don't wake up with enough time to do it. I wake up like because like, I, I wake up in a panic. Do you and start dream? Your day? Do you remember your dreams though? I have been more lately, which is really nice. Do you dream every night, pretty um, much? Because they say we do, and they, you yeah, they you say don't we do. always I didn't remember. for the longest time. Uh, I I never remembered them, but I feel like maybe since starting the show, <laughs> so, and it's just been I'm more, more cognizant of them. Exactly. I think about them more for sure. Yeah, but no, since I I tend to stay up late, so I will sleep in until the last minute oh, when I have to get up and like go do my workout or whatever. So I don't have the time to, to journal. And in fact, uh, you have a thing that wakes you up by shaking. My alarm on my phone goes off and it won't turn off until I solve two uh, math problems that are not just like simple. It, it's like something times something plus something. Oh, I and I have to that. do order of operations <laughs> and you have to do two of them. I hate this. And, and like well, normally. You, so it's on your phone? It, it, it is on my phone, yeah. And oh the alarm goes God. off. I never liked And it, it keeps ringing until, until you I solve, solve those problem? two problems. That is yeah. a fantastic yeah. idea. I liked it. And you I love it. I'm like, I hate this. Oh no, I mean, it's because, I mean, it's not something I would want to do, but but it definitely activates your brain. Exactly. We're talking about your brain. Immediately I'm like, <laughs> don't talk to me in the morning. I need my coffee. I want what? Don't ask me to do arithmetic. Like, yeah, my what? wife thinks I'm insane for doing it. <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it sounds. It's very new agey. I, I have, it works because like you really, can't just hit snooze. Right, you know? right. You, you have gotta, to like actively do something. I have found the like what I do do now, and I've I did it before, and then I fell off, and now now I'm like really regimented about it. As I wake up. And I journal, I do a gratitude journal. So I wake up, this is my like routine right now when I'm on Good it. for you. I yeah. get up, I let the dog out first because it makes me walk around the block. And so I don't look at the phone, I walk around oh, the block man. and am in the sunlight first. And it just makes me be present, of even course. though I'm tired. I mean, other, that you phone know. is a fucking killer. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sorry. I think it's an awful, yeah. an awful crutch that and we've all gotten really stuck with. Yeah. And then I come back in and I make my coffee. And I write down, even if I don't have a lot of time, like say, you know, I woke up a little later or whatever, I write down at least 10 things Good for you. that I'm grateful for because it just something, it just something about it centers the day. Of and course. part of the reason that I was interested in doing this show is because I only have nightmares. So I often wake up very frantic. What, what are your nightmares? What do you, what Oh is, my gosh, well, you... this isn't about me. No, but I want to know. I mean, <laughs> Lynn, what, this what's, is yours. No, no, but, but I mean, my nightmares are. My nightmares are real. I don't have very many nightmares anymore. It's mostly, good. again, it's about it's about sensation. It's about g doing and going and getting through mm -hmm. something for me. That's yeah. that's sort of been. I'm grateful for that. I'm not scared of lot. I'm not scared of things. Mm -hmm. I'm not a scared person. 
if anything, like I said, my fear would be losing my mind. Yeah. yeah. And I can't remember where something is or I don't know who someone is. That terrifies me. Mm-hmm. And that's totally could happen. Exactly. I mean, that's yeah. not something that's, you know, a, a, a do fantasy. Any, do you have any family history? Of... No, I do not, okay. gratefully. Well, my, di- my dad was 94 when he passed away, and he was getting dementia. Okay, but, but at 94. But that's what the doctor said. He did not have Alzheimer's. Okay. Um, he just said he had oncoming dementia, which is at that age. Um, my mom died of a heart attack, actually, but she, she smoked for 50 years, yeah. and she was she didn't eat. That, she would eat, walk around with a, I think she, I, I don't know if she drank or didn't, but she always had a teacup with something in oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. But she said it was tea, so I, I believed it. She, I'd see her dunk the thing, so yeah. I would assume it was tea. But... Um, but I've been, as far as I know, and her, her family, um, uh, she was originally from Russia, so I never knew my grandmother. And they had other issues that led to, led to their death, basically. But nobody that I know, uh, my great-grandmother was 108. Wow. And she, she, she hid bread. She couldn't remember where she put it. Oh, so there. She, so that, maybe that's where it comes from. Really? I'm expecting <laughs> that's the fear. That's where it comes from. But, but, uh, um. But good, otherwise, good yeah, long I, I'm expecting you to be an insidious 10 <laughs> at 117, 110. I, I, 110. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to, everyone listening needs to write James Wan and demand you, it. That the, there be an insidious 10. Well, you know, I just, mostly it's about, again, my, my wish, if we're talking about wishes, is good health first. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to to run up and down my stairs. I have to be able to take the dog out. I have to be able to do stuff. I had one brush with, um, uh, I actually, I don't know if it was shingles. We still don't know what it was for sure because I had no outbreak, but I had nerve pain that was on a section of my back. So we assumed it was, shingles is, and I had had the vaccines, by the way, so yeah. I don't, and, and I was going back into my family. As far as my mother had shingles, it's a horrible disease because mm-hmm. it's nerve. It's nerve pain, which is different than any other kind of pain. Yeah, for a long time, I thought it was just like a rash. It's, no, no, it's, it's like, you know what it's like? I can describe it as uh, like what I imagine a cattle prod or labor is Ooh. like. You get these waves of immense, excruciating no, please, no, and then it subsides and it goes away, and it's fine until you move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it starts. It was really bad. So I pray for good health yeah, and no pain. I don't want to have pain. I don't want it, and I don't want to have it and have to hide it. I don't want to. I, I, whatever it is, however dis, however disfigured you become as you get older and everything falls apart, I don't care. Fine. I'll <laughs> smile anyway. <laughs> you hope my teeth stay good. And, <laughs> but I, I think that's fear of pain. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Can't do it. Well. And people live in pain. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. There are more people than not live in pain. Well. We're so grateful that you're not in pain and you could join us. And today. I've been talking for how many 4,600 hours? No, no, we could talk. I wish we could have all our guests as, as longer. Every time I feel, every yeah. time we have to wrap it up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I like, I could talk to you for hours. Well, that's because you're a wonderful interviewers. Uh, you oh, are both you. fabulous interviewers well, and made me so. I mean, look what I told you. Stuff I <laughs> <laughs> cut out the stuff you don't think is people are interested. In. I think people are going to be interested. In well, just I mean, I. Hope 
know, and I hope I didn't. I didn't feel there was something I said that was way out of line. I didn't. I certainly didn't diss anybody. Well, there was that racist joke you told that we might have to edit <laughs> we're out. Gonna we're just kidding. That's no, no, that's the happen. other thing. I love all everybody's people. If you're kind, if you are aware, even not being aware, kindness <laughs> seems to be the key to um, pleasure with people. Yeah. There's something that you read through people who have a kindness in them. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, and and and, in, and being inquisitive, you know. And and I can tell your humanism. It just it yeah, radiates you off too. You, so. you are such a kind person, and it has well, been a I can pleasure. be mean. No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll save that for the next that's time. The next yeah, one. that's the sequel. <laughs> we'll that Thank you for this time. great interview. Thank you, thank you for for being here. Where if what what should we look out for for you next? Where where can people find out more about you? Um. I'm on Facebook, but I try to stay yeah, as know. little as possible, and I have an Instagram account and stuff like that. Okay. But um, there's two movies I did, um, which will be released at some point. I'm not sure. Um, one is called Scared to Death, uh-huh. and uh, is with me and Bill Mosley. Oh, great! <laughs> we awesome, love Bill. and he's great and does a great job, and it's 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 a very entertaining, interesting film. And the other one is called. Um, I'm blanking on my head. The other was Scared to Death and uh, House of Abraham, which had had a different title, which I like better, which is why I can never remember <laughs> House of Abraham. But and House of Abraham, which is also it's with um, Luke, um, Lucas Hassel and uh, Natasha Henstridge. Oh, cool. And uh, it's really, it's very good also. They're both little horror films with lots of other energy around them which is which i thought was very made them work really well you know not to not to do this to you but i just realized you, you've been doing horror movies for at least 40 years now with nightmare you, nightmare on elm street was my true. first my first real movie that's really. what i thought you're so. our second yeah. nightmare on elm street guest on the nightmare podcast yeah after heather <laughs> yeah but it was really i mean that was uh that was came from my brother my brother mm-hmm. bob shea who you know, started New Line Cinema and gave Wes Craven, the, you know, that was where he did his first Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. It made the company, too. It was the house that Freddie built. The house that Freddie built, yep. So I'm very grateful for family, opportunity, and my own talent. So Absolutely. Uh, thank you for being a part of our house that <laughs> Amp has thank you. built. You guys, are, you, got, you guys are great. And I didn't know you were a Disney kid. Well, I never really – I never really – booked any of it i would get really far i would screen test and Mm. stuff but never quite i did all the like you know off broadway and broadway tours as a little kid but not the like so you start i I just so you started acting when you were how old oh my god well i know i'm trying to i'm i'm trying not to make this you're so Um, cute and you've got such a great voice you've got a a disney voice oh thank (laughs) you You i'll take that any (laughs) day that is a very princessy voice (laughs) totally totally no, I started, um, I was doing, uh, uh, like, theater. I was always a precocious kid and would play pretend. And so... So you, we, we would yeah, have been girlfriends. Yeah, we totally <laughs> would have. I related. And um, and I, uh, my mom, like, had me do, um, you know, basic theater acting dance classes just to give me something to do. And the equity policy at the time was that you couldn't tour with kids. So when oh. professional shows would come through towns, they would go to like wherever there was like community theaters and mm. things like that. And, they would. and uh, you know, if, if the kids wanted to audition, they could, and I wanted to. And eventually I started booking. And like that was like, it was the 
best because they would like double and triple cast so you would get to hang out with a bunch of kids for weeks like doing annie and the sound of music and gypsy and whatever show was like coming through and um and like and also get to be with like all the adults who really were getting like paid quite well to do it and um, and learning got, from each yeah, other too and you got to miss school <laughs> it was oh. like it was <laughs> the best uh, yeah and then I got a little older and stopped being as a uh, as cute I guess and uh, <laughs> and like decided I I wanted to do it more seriously and just kind of went from there but yeah it was a very it was like just playing pretend was really and cool. are you an actor too uh occasionally in little things yes, and oh, this is how the interview has shifted <laughs> yeah no, 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 I, I have, know. I Lynn has some taken questions. over the show yeah, yeah. Uh, i've primarily I'm hosted now, things i'm interested she's now the host. She's yeah now the host. no you are a great actor well thank you i hope to do more of it soon we all do. Yeah, all of us. We all no, hope to I don't work. Think, I don't think it matters how successful you are. You always want to do more. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. Totally true. Well, thank you for having me on your show. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Thank you I, for being I was here. brimming over with I, stories, which uh, they were amazing. We, we we'll appreciate have to, that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, hopefully, we'll have opportunities to have everyone back. That yeah. would be great. Too. Okay. I would appreciate it too. So, <laughs> thank well, you. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved what uh, this conversation as much as we did, please like subscribe follow we have uh extended episodes on our patreon at a at a early bird rate Mm -hmm. please write in tell us what your nightmares are um i what else i don't know i think that's that's the things ring the bell ring the bell i always that's my contribution i never understand it i don't either but i'm always glad you forget to say so i can add oh good i'll be like oh Ring the bell. I'm, I'm glad we have this. I'm, I'm glad we have this. <laughs> it's a good ending. It's a good, because it's a beginning. Yeah. It, is. Yeah. it is. It truly is. Um, until next time, I'm Catherine Corcoran. And I'm James A. Janice. Be sure to leave the light on. Oh, yeah. And ring the bell. That and ring the bell. ring the bell. <laughs>